feel about I tore that? my MCL my senior year, and blessing in disguise, I kind of realized baseball is kind of my true passion. Because I, yes. lo- I always love football. I love the games. I didn't like blocking guys in practice. I didn't like practice football. Baseball, I felt like no matter what, when I'm on a baseball field, I'm happy. I went to the library at like 10 or 10.30 one night because I had to print some stuff off, and there was 100-plus kids in there. I was like, I saw one of our baseball guys. I was like, oh, there's a lot of guys in the library. He's like, hold this is Carlton. Like, it'll be like this till 1 a.m. So I have my backup signs. Good. Don't get, don't get me wrong. So at, I have the backup signs ready. You're going to go home tonight and get in front of a mirror. Make sure you've got the right belt slide indicator is... You've got to have a, a indicator, a secondary yes. indicator. Right. Yep. Good. Yep. Good to hear that. Yes. yes. Yep. That's the question. We're not going to cut that out no, either. No, no, no. This Good. is this is candid. This is man. my brain trying this to is, work and process. Yes. Right this now. is called stage fright, <laughs> yeah. and it's okay. You know, there's medications you can take for that. <laughs>
the three recruits were going to come watch. They were going to go get some lunch with some guys, see our dining center, and then, boom, take off back to the mm-hmm. cities. Well, I guess the lunch went so well and they liked our players so much that they ended up walking around checking out some more buildings they didn't see on their admissions tour. And then they decided, oh, well, there's a little dinner get-together with the softball team and some other athletes, so, hey, we're just going to stay overnight. So then I get a call from one of our seniors, and he's like, hey, is it cool if they stay over? I'm like, yeah, of course. That just means recruits are more interested. Mm -hmm. This is cool for me. My first recruits, I thought they were going to check practice. Now they are loving it. Uh Uh-huh. Um, but then he's like, well, we need to get like dinner and we didn't have this set up. So we didn't have the money, all this stuff. So I was like, well, okay, I'm going to come back and meet up with you guys to set all kind of this up for the night. Well, that was when I was driving to meet John in Owatonna. (laughs) I had just pulled in. So I was like, John, I'm so sorry. We're going to have to do this next week. Same time. So now same schedule for Saturday. We had our morning three and a half hour practice, had two more conversations after that with just random getting ready for the season stuff. And then. Now I'm back in Oton and now I'm here. So, and, and one of the things that when we were kind of just joking about, you got to make sure to ink those guys, but mm-hmm. Carleton College, I think a lot of people, if they don't know, there's a rich athletics history there, but the, what is it? The Harvard of the Midwest. Yes, it's an yeah. academic institution that is, I've heard it, more selective than Harvard. That's yep. semantics, but yep. bottom line, it attracts a special type of student, special type of athlete, mm-hmm. and not that you have enough hurdles in front of you as a first-year coach at your age, but what have you kind of discovered is the reality of bringing in kids like that? How does that work where it's like, you know, I want this kid, and I know you're still learning, but yep. I don't know if he can get in, right? Yes. That's got to be something you're learning. I'm Yes. Yeah. Every and day. It's, it's, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's weekly conversations with my admissions team, with my AD, with a couple other coaches of how they go about recruiting. Now that I'm a month in, I have a pretty good gist of like the way to attack it and the kind of right way to do it and what type of kids to target. So right away, like you said, I was like, oh gosh, like I'm really, really limited in who I can recruit. But now as I get into recruiting, I've actually kind of spun it into a positive of like, a normal recruit, a, nor- a bigger school is going to have two to three. Most of the assistants do the recruiting. Mm-hmm. D3, I'm the only one on salary, and all the assistants are on stipend, so they don't help at all with recruiting. They don't help at all with scheduling, so it's all on me to do all that stuff. So now, figuring out some of that stuff, it actually kind of makes it, I'm going to say, easier mm-hmm. because there's only a certain amount of kids that can get in. So yeah. it's like all these prerequisites, are you in your AP classes, what's your – Test scores, they're kind of going away from test scores, but they're still important to have. What's your GPA? And basically 90% of the kids that want to play college baseball get crossed off the list. Unfortunately, I just know. So, yeah, I think it's right now it's a 16% acceptance rate into the school. So it's very selective. It's very selective. It's very diverse school. It's awesome to see the kids walking around campus and to walk through different the majors buildings walking through the stats area walking through the computer engineering area and seeing the kids working yep it's what you would expect i went to the library at like 10 or 10 30 one night because i had to print some stuff off and there was 100 plus kids in there i was like i saw one of our baseball guys i was like oh there's a lot of guys in the library he's like hulk this is carlton like it'll be like this <laughs> yeah. till 1 a.m every single night kids studying kids wanting to get better so that's where i'm really lucky so from the recruiting end it's really right now Zero kids from Minnesota on the current roster. Okay. So there's 39 on the roster, zero from Minnesota. So my current goal, uh-huh. recruit a lot out of California, close to 50% of the roster from California because a lot of kids want to go. Dream goal for a lot of these kids that are high academic is Ivy League schools. Or playing, Stanford. Yes. Playing D1 baseball or Stanford. Stanford Which is a kind of another level. Stanford is yeah. truthfully on such another yep. level baseball-wise yep. that most of these kids are aiming, all right, A goal, Ivy League, go to Harvard, go to Columbia, one of those schools. And if for those not, who don't know, sorry, yep. Europe, Ivy League, no scholarships. Ivy League, no scholarships. Even though it's D one. Yep. So, anyways, continue. Yes. I just no, thought ath- no athletic, no athletic scholarships. Same right. with Division three. Exactly. Yep. So it's similar boat from that aspect yep. of. I've kind of realized we can't full compete if a kid's set on Harvard and he gets accepted to Harvard. He's probably going there. Yeah, it's D one. Yes, but there are some kids now. As I talk to them, they're like, actually, no. I see the benefits of here over this other big school. So as I've started to figure some of that stuff out, California kids that maybe their ideal school is one of these high academics out east, but they don't want to be cross-country from home going to school, they find Carleton that just honestly happens to be the best academic school that's not 
on the East Coast far side. Yeah. So there's good academics in Cali and on the West Coast. They want to go away from home, but they don't want to go super far. To the other end of the country. Exactly. Yeah. From, yes, bottom left to top right. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're looking like, at a map. I like the way you think. That's, I mean, that's the way my brain works. We've got to simplify it. Yes. So, no, knowing some of that stuff is awesome. And I'm going to continue to recruit out of California, out of the East Coast, a little bit out of Texas. But my new goal recruiting-wise is to – Set the standard for Minnesota because the other sports have done it. So mm-hmm. the basketball team won the MIAC this year. They won their semifinal game last night. So they're hosting to conference championship tomorrow against St. John's at home. Football team had won. I'd look back at the stats. They had like Beautiful a, stadium, they had, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they had a four-year span where they'd won like six games. Coach Jernell comes in, and now they're he's above 500, and they were like 9-3 and three or 9-4 and four this year. So the other sports are moving in the right direction. And they've started to up their recruiting because yep. of that. The problem, or whatever you want to call it, is in Minnesota, the Minnesota kids kind of knew Carlton, awesome academics, but baseball. It wasn't it's... irrelevant, but it wasn't, yes. you know, like a, you think of Carlton athletics, you might not think of baseball. Base, exactly, right? but, exactly. You know. And the other schools, truthfully, in the MIAC, do an awesome job with baseball. So some yep. of these other D3 schools yep. are having played in the area, having played D2 in the area, it's pretty comparable competition. Your Bethels, your St. John's. John's, your Gustavus has some absolute studs baseball-wise. So there's good players all over, and a lot of the Minnesota kids are choosing these other – had been choosing other programs like that. So the goal is Midwest, get Carlton kind of back on the map, Mayak. Yep. cool story is two days ago uh-huh. I help out at a training facility in club baseball. So I'm mostly going to do it this summer. D3 coaches are fully allowed to coach club ball, train high school athletes. Only D3 coaches? Only D3. I didn't know that. Yes, I didn't either. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know until literally, and this is funny too, so the volleyball coach who her office is across the hall from mine, she's 26, very similar story to me. Played at Michigan State right when she finished her master's there, hired her at 24. She's been doing that for the last, this is her third year now. So she comes back, their season's over, and she comes back, and I was like, what were you doing? Because she was doing something, she's like, oh, I just had my U-17 Northern Lights volleyball club yep. game this weekend. And I was like, wait, how are you coaching 17-year-olds? She's like, Alec, D3, is it's allowed. Is this under the table here? A, 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 no, I know. So she, he's like, it's allowed. And I was like, well, how does that work? Does that help recruiting at all? She's like, yeah, we got some like high-level D2 girls that just liked me as a club coach. They're visiting next weekend to Carlton. So wow. knowing that. I hooked on with a club organization kind of see to just help out because I like training kids. Yeah. So I had an off day. So I went up to the cities and I'm talking to these high level cities kids. Most of the pitchers that I'm training is through Great Lakes Academy is what it's called. Okay. Anyways, they're top guys. It's a pitcher committed to Notre Dame, catcher going to Creighton, another pitcher going to the U, going to St. Thomas. So some higher level guys right. that I just love working with. Well, here's the moral of the story. <laughs> Senior just yeah. committed to St. John's. So I was like, hey, you're in the Mayak talking yes, to him. you're in my pool. I'm wearing my blue Carlton hat. <laughs> He's like, "Where do you, what school is that? I was like, Carlton, we're in the Mayak with you. He's like, what, huh? He never heard of it. Committed to a school in the conference. Like, that's not his fault. Now it's on me. Get Carlton on the map. Build a brand. Yes, exactly. So that's kind of the long-winded story of kind of how I go yep. about the recruiting process and now kind of what my current focus is. And it's getting some solid Midwest kids, knowing California kids, out East kids, having the background that I do, social media, technology, video, you can tell 90 to 95% of what a player does if you have the right video and the right stats. And the thing is with you is how many coaches at 24 played Juco baseball, if people don't know, in Iowa is – I mean, that's as good as it gets, right? Then you went on to play at NDSU, which is Division One. Mm-hmm. Not only that, Northwoods League, Waterloo Bucks. I think that was probably your best two months, if I remember correctly. You're going against guys from Vandy every night or mm-hmm. whatever. And so you've got the Northwoods League. And then if that wasn't enough, you go play D2, which is right in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. And now you're a D3 coach. Yep. Honestly, it just kind of writes itself. <laughs> so, But you have all, what I'm trying to say is you have all this experience and – I think that perspective that doesn't matter how old you are, you have it. And there, apparently, there was a precedent that I didn't know. The school is clearly targeting younger coaches, right? Because you said the volleyball coach, yes. twenty six, yep. and you're twenty four, and you know you bring the energy and you know getting it back into marketing. You know, in my job, not a, trying to push it back to me, it's just building a brand, right? Mm-hmm. It, there's a difference between a company and a brand, but there's a foundation there, at Carlton. 
There's something to work with. It's just got to feel good that you, there's such a big difference between what a D3 college coach does and anybody else. But what I wanted to do was rewind a little bit. Mm-hmm. You and I had talked a lot about, you know, when I was interviewing you for the feature story, how the whole process went with recruiting. And, yep. you know, I had gotten off the phone with you and it was one of those George Costanzas. Oh, I wish I could have asked that or that or that. <laughs> yep. And now is my well, that's chance. That's why we're here on the podcast right, right now. Yep. And if I can just remember it and distill it, I don't want to take notes because that's the whole point is not to do that. But anyways, yep. things that you've been 45 days in-ish. Yes. All right. Yep. So I think, you know, we checked in a while ago. You had, I don't even know if you had started because it was what, January 9th was your first day? Yeah, February, January 9th was our first day. February okay. 1 was our first practice day. So I think when we talked, I don't think we had practiced no. yet. No. So no. it's, it's your uh, whole coaching life has completely changed. I mean, do you look back now, uh, however many days into it, mm-hmm. and- think of how much you've already absorbed on the job and then just kind of talk to me about some of the things that that you didn't know were so frontal about the job little nuances that like it's not just baseball anymore right and that's a huge adjustment I'm sure yes yep no can you repeat the first question no I'm, I'm just saying like you look back at 45 days in. 45 days yeah. in. What have I learned? Yes. yes. Yep, that's a question. We're not going to cut that out no, either. No, no, no. This Good. is This is candid, This is man. my brain trying this to is, work and process yes, right yes. now. Yes, okay. yes. This is called stage fright, Alec, <laughs> yeah. and it's okay. I, you know, there's medications you can take for that. No, but honestly, stage fright, like that's why the difference between me and you is this, all right? I was like a B-squad all-star. Yep. I loved the fastball. I was the kid in 12 and under who was the kids like, oh, man, they're throwing so hard. I'm like, bring it on. Yep. I love that. Kids started putting a little bend to it, and I'm done. Or I'm at shortstop. Rochester <laughs> yeah. Lured, first game of the year, junior year, and I'm battling for the yeah. position. This is not about me, but but anyways. We're building so, the brand. Building the brand. Mm-hmm. Right. But anyways, uh, Lured, they had a pitcher going to UConn, actually, and the kid yep. beamed me. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was batting in the nine spot. And remember, don't forget, the nine spot's the second leadoff, right? Correct, right. yep. Yep, you know, need that. a guy on base. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and again, I had two great B squad years. Yep. Tell that to Melch. I'm a yes. B squad all star because he apparently coached at Winona Cotter. But anyways, yep. <laughs> um, first game booted a ground ball. Yep. And then you, as a baseball player, you know exactly what happened next. Ball came to me. The yep. ball will find you. Yep. Booted that one. Yep. And that was kind of the beginning of the end. I went on to St. Mary's and I was on the team as I, I don't even know the. I guess you could call it a manager. Maybe I was the manager. You were a role guy. I would yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy, yeah, and, yeah. And ultimately didn't even. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yes. But like baseball is the perfect sport to enhance the abilities of being able to just get over anxiety. Yeah. If Life you sit there and think it's about a good it. baseball has some, I believe, yep. biased as a head baseball coach, that baseball has some carryover into, all right, stuff that crazy stuff happens on the field and crazy stuff happens in life. Exactly. And like that's, I think, kind of the point that you're getting at. It, it was. I'm yes, very long-winded. Yes. No, and I, that's a good story. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I think you were probably set to be a captain because you connect with people and people yes. look up to you. You can probably ask. You said it. Not you, can ask, you can ask my <laughs> high school hockey coaches my uh-huh. junior year when I was named a captain early and was – late to the bus once, and me and Noah Scheid forgot our ties to our Duluth banquet, uh-huh. that uh, I probably wasn't set to be a captain then yep. either. And you learn and you grow. And yep. that's that's the true test of success. It's like the only way you're not successful is if you're in the same spot a year from now that you were today. So it's always learning, always growing, always yep. getting better. I remembered my answer to your first question uh-huh. of – about 45 days uh-huh. that I've had the job, but again, D3 can't start practice till February 1st, so okay. we're three weeks into practice. Here's my answer, because a lot of people have yep. asked me. I feel like I've learned more in the last 30 days than probably the prior year combined before that, and I feel like through our three weeks of practice, and I was talking about it with our other coaches today. We'll go through those guys, yes, too. Let exactly. me make sure we talk about that. 100%. So I'm talking to Nate Van Rolkel, yep. federated guy, Owatonna guy. From Winona State. Winona State, All-American baseball yep. players, junior, senior year. Talking to him, and I was like, Nate, like we're getting so much done that it's like it's flying by. Sometimes it feels like we've had a week of practice. Sometimes it feels like we've had three months of practice, uh-huh. which is a good thing because when we're there, guys are locked in and we're getting better every single day. And that was kind of been my calling card and my whole point to these guys the whole off season. It's like I have truthfully before the season started and even now 
I have no idea if we'll get first, second, third, or last in the MIAC. Yep. And no one else does either. But what we can control, I want to get first. Everyone on our team wants to get first. We want to win as many games as possible. Well, how can you accomplish that? Thinking about that and just hoping, oh, in 60 days, I hope we win the MIAC yeah. isn't going to do anything because yes. you're going to be in the same spot as you were. So I knew some baseball changes just had to be made from a development standpoint, from yep. a practice standpoint. This ties into the assistant coaches who have been phenomenal. So mm-hmm. let's go back to DMAC real quick. So my mm-hmm. age, I'm sorry, a year older than me, Michael Mahalik, yep. Rochester, Illinois. May- Illinois, Rochester Mayo grad. He... Truthfully, why I committed to DMAC, I visited once, but I really knew nothing else about DMAC. I knew nothing else about. Because you committed late, junior didn't you? Club, very like, you late. You were pushing yes. it off. I was going to go. I was going to go football. I was set on football. I, I remember s- talking to you. about I tore that. my MCL my senior year, and blessing in disguise, I kind of realized baseball is kind of my true passion because I yes. love. I always love football. I love the games. I didn't like blocking guys in practice. I didn't like practice football. Baseball, I felt like no matter what, when I'm on a baseball field, I'm happy. So that's where it's like, okay, I'm doing college baseball. So how I decided DMAC was actually just from two Rochester Mayo guys, and this is just Mm -hmm. playing against them. So Brad Mathewitz, who won Mr. Baseball. Mathewitz or Mathiewicz? I've always wondered. Mathewitz. Okay. Yes. You're the authority. I'll take that. Mathewitz. I've heard it pronounced both. It's Mathewitz. So <laughs> I, I used to just yes. have to spell it. I don't know. No, it's a now lot. I have Him to. and Mahalik. Both those yeah. guys, their names. I was like, I took, I uh-huh. was best friends and lived with Mike for two years. And it, I just <laughs> probably learned how to spell his last yeah. name about three months ago. Yeah. Fair Anyways, enough. I knew Brad, who had broken Joe Maurer's home run record, yep. hit 16, 17 home runs. So he was two years older than me. Was a baller, got oh. drafted. I think he got the Twins took him 38th or 39th round, just as kind of like a filler. Yep. He ended up running into some injury problems, which absolutely sucks. He blew out his arm twice, I think. Uh. But he went to DMAC. Okay. So he had graduated from DMAC before I got there. So his sophomore year was my senior year of high school at DMAC. Then okay. he went on to Florida Atlantic. But I knew him and Mahalik. That's the only reason why they were Rochester Mayo guys. I knew they were unbelievably good, oh. and I was like, I don't know anything about DMAC, but I know these two are the best two players I've yes. ever played against. I'll go to DMAC. Yep. So then uh-huh. I become really good friends. Obviously, Mahalik and I, didn't. we hadn't talked, but we just competed against yeah, each other. Yeah, you kind of know of each baseball, other. Yep. yeah. So I, I still remember him more from football. He was a wide receiver cornerback in our state championship year. We're playing Mayo at home. Pick six. It was an early game. Yeah, pick. He picked, and Ian will still bring it up to me this day. It was kind of cool. <laughs> Ian and Mike, because I lived with Mike this past uh-huh. Year, year and a half in Rochester. So Ian came over once or twice, and they got to meet each other. So that was cool. Like, that's, hey, see, that's, yeah, that's you, priceless, yeah, man. Oh, no, exactly. God. So it's like the mutual respect there because Michael's class, I became friends with all Michael's friends. So Mayo was good that year, the mm-hmm. year we won state. Then the next year, if you remember my junior year, mm-hmm. Sorensen senior year, yep. they killed us twice. They did. Just brought it to us. One of two games I ever missed was your playoff loss. Yeah, I think well, I went down to You didn't miss much. Yeah. No, I know. I I'll actually told, where was I? I went down to the University of Illinois, ironically, yep. because my brother-in-law was the SID at the time there. Yep. And I watched Stelt play for the first time. Yes, and yes. Jeff told me. That's a better he spot said, to be. <laughs> exactly what he said. He goes, you know what? I think you're going to have a lot more fun there. Yeah. Well, they just but, had guys. They were littered with Because now I know these guys. It's like Gunnar Grimsrud, Zach Robertson, who are my friends, are both committed to South Dakota State to play football. They both went there next year. Yep. So it's like they just had dudes all oh. over. So that that's the cool part of all of this. Of like I moved to Rochester. Yep. It starts off with just like, oh, a high school rivalry turns into – a friendship yep. turns into a work partnership in a small club ball setting turns into now we're college coaches together. Isn't that something? It's unbelievable. Isn't that weird I, how I life works like it's, that? It's so crazy, man. Yeah. So Mike has been awesome. I mean, so then we played together the one year at DMAC and then he went to Illinois. was a two-year starter there. Got a lot of at-bats yeah, he there. Did. Outfielder there. So obviously having that expertise to work with our hitters right now. Yep. Phenomenal. He's got clout right away. I play in the Big Ten. Immediately, yes. And yeah. that that's what I love about Mike, too, is like he's very, very humble, yep. more soft-spoken even – I'm not really soft-spoken anymore. I've kind of – You got to get out of your I've got to get a little no, more extroverted true. as a yeah. head coach. But he's really soft-spoken, awesome guy, and just he has the same – the training background that I had from a pitching standpoint in the training facility, club ball, kind of really working, hey – you're an 83-mile-an-hour sophomore. We want to get you to 90 and get you to play Division One baseball. Mm-hmm. He did the same thing from a hitting perspective. So mm-hmm. he has a really, really good 
grasp on hitting mechanics and developing hitters and developing outfielders and throwers. So awesome to have him. My two Owatonna guys, awesome. Nate Van Rolka, we talked mm-hmm. to him about a little bit. Winona State All-American, works at Federated here in town. Um, Just awesome. He's Dundas Dukes co-manager. Yep. So my senior year of high school, he reached out to me in the spring and was like, hey, you should come. This is Come play Dundas Dukes. I've been playing for him for a little bit, and I was just kind of like, I'm. I got a cool stadium. Really Why not? Yeah, yeah. So I go check it out, and then I just from all their baseball people, they're like, yeah, history's there. Go there. Well, they'd won the state tournament the year before too, yep. so it's just kind of like a lot of things. When I look back in life, I just kind of join at the right time. It it's just like you connect join, the dots. Yes, yeah. Right? So it's like I've been getting lucky with a lot of stuff. So Nate is our other hitter, infielder, coach. Awesome to have, and then our. Final Owatonna coach Brian Price. How about that? Twenty plus years of baseball coach. He's been he has more baseball coaching experience than I've been alive for. <laughs> so and that was truthfully my yeah. calling card when I'm getting interviewed by these ads and the whole hiring committee. I'm like, they asked me like, why do you think you can get this done? Why do you think you can get this done? And I've always known of like I know that I'm aware and I know what my strengths are, but mm-hmm. I also know what my weaknesses are. And that's the one thing that's that almost you more need important in life. When you're, when you're you leading, write? yes. And when I figured out when I'm leading a group of young men, 39 of them, I'm not going to be able to fully, I think I can, but I'm not going to be able to fully relate with all of them. Because right. like I said, no kids from Minnesota. We're from all over the United States, different upbringings, different backgrounds, doing different sports, who knows, different priorities, all this kind of stuff. Yep. So I told my hiring committee, and I'm so glad I did it. It's like I need guys that have the most amount of experience but different experiences. When Eclectic I, what mix. I've had. Co- correct, yeah. correct. So it's everyone has a shared vision. Everyone has a shared goal. We're all on the same page of what we want to do on a practice standpoint. We all want to get better. We have a very good working relationship. But – Everyone has a little bit different perspective and a little bit something different they're bringing to the table, just like all our players do. Yep. So from a coaching aspect, I don't want all yes men that are just telling me, yes, Alec, yes, because then realistically in two years we don't get any better. That's selfish, right? Exactly. It makes you feel good, but you're not uh, pulling. It's like they're dead weight, right? Correct. You're right. It's, Correct. I don't have to tell you that, but it is interesting to think, at least when I coached baseball, mm-hmm. my philosophy was, I had nine kids in my lineup. I have to find nine different ways to motivate those kids because, I mean, these are high, my you know, high school kids, mm-hmm. college kids, kind of the same thing, and it's mm-hmm. kind of refreshing to hear that it sounds like you've got the same type of philosophy where you're not always going to know the answer, but you know somebody who is. And, again, just fake it till you make it, yes. right? I mean, just <laughs> at least, right? That's the way it's been. I mean, I was going to ask you that. Yep. Practices. Yep. Have you gotten, like, were you ever at a point where you felt you had to stop yourself from over-preparing? Where you're like, okay, this is my first day of practice. I'm 24. i got to make this perfect. How did that go? Yeah. Let's go week one, day one and week one. Yeah. Well, I think I think the over-preparing occurred mm-hmm. from Jan 9 to February 1. Okay. So the time where, okay, here you have the job. Uh-huh. Here's your office. Now – Here's a list of 100 things you need to get done before February 1. And Where's was, the coffee? Yes, exactly. And it's three to four cups a day. Yes, good. It's, all right, 19,000 in flights to Arizona. Get those scheduled. Get everyone's driver's license information. Yep. Enter in all that info. Send it to your travel agent. Get that to Southwest. All right, okay. Now get your nine hotel rooms reserved in a spot close to the stadium. Okay, now we got to look for buses or vans or charters every single day. What time they picking us up, scheduling that. Oh, now we need food on all these double headers. <laughs> Luckily, the parents are amazing and helping us out a lot with that delivery stuff when we're in Arizona. Uh-huh. Um, then it's a meeting with the Mayak um, umpires and other coaches to figure out the new rule changes for the years, which is actually a lot more. Was there a I lot thought. more than you thought? It's okay. more. It's like it's mostly the um, hitter and pitcher clock. That's oh, the yeah. biggest thing because okay. it's, it's pretty universal right now. So they they implemented it last year, a 20-second pitch clock, which means pitcher yep. from when he catches the ball back from the catcher, it's 20 seconds to start his delivery and make a pitch. Well, the kind of way around that was if you step off with a runner on base and fake a throw, it resets the clock. <laughs> it's a baseball player. So, They're yes, going to find ways around. Exactly. So you step – it was ridiculous, and it happened from D3 to D2 because it happened at Concordia to Division One on TV where guys would have to step off the rubber – Look to first base, not actually throw it. They just had to fake a throw for the rule book. Yeah. Well, they changed that rule. So now yeah. if you step off, you have to throw over, and you okay. can only do it twice. Kind of interesting, but they want to speed up the game. And so, it's going to happen to you, Al, in a game. Oh. And you're going to be like, I remember. 
because it's that one time and it's going to and if you can remember your you know these seminars take one thing out of it like i said that stuff has a tendency to pop prop up oh, but anyways, well yeah. i saw it in the there's a 10 second what they introduced so the pitch clock was normal that's what i was expecting mm-hmm. now there's a 10 second hitter clock so now the hitter after the pitcher catches the ball yep. the hitter has 10 seconds Get signs if they need to readjust anything to be attentive and ready. A lot of adjustments, like Chuck Knobloch. Ju- yes, not just in the box. <laughs> okay. You're attentive and ready at 10 seconds. Okay. If you're not, strike on the count. So if you've got one foot in the box, yep. is the clock going? Yeah, right? the, so the is clock, that, how the does 10 that second clock starts the second the pitcher gets it back from the catcher. Or okay, the, so catch, the pitcher yeah, gets it from wow. the catcher. It's insane. So I'm watching a D1 game, and uh-huh. it was like a three- or four-run game. Gosh, I wish I could remember the teams, but I can't. One, two, count, bottom of nine. So the game's probably over. Okay. Hitter is in the box, and I'm watching. And yep. He starts. He does one swing of his bat, and he's here, and the um steps out, time, and hit 11 seconds, game over. Gave him a strike on the count. People were on Twitter. People were freaking out. Oh. Obviously, I would freak out as a coach. So right. I saw that on TV, and I was like, oh, so we weren't just kind of talking <laughs> yeah, about this. Yeah, that's not about BS This, this here. is going to be yes. legitimate stuff, so... More oh. stuff to check off the box and plan and do all that stuff. And then on top of all these checklist uh-huh. stuff, there's zero recruits. And I'm Last I checked, job. by the way, uh, you had nobody. It sounds like you're doing better. Yes. So I'm yep. glad. Let's pick it up from right <laughs> yep. there. You yep. have ball players on your mm-hmm. team. Good start, right? <laughs> yep. So it's like I have this checklist of stuff, and like I told you, it's like, okay, I'm planned out. This is perfect. I got my mm-hmm. nine things. Boom. <laughs> Get up at 6, go hit my 45-minute sauna at yeah. the Rochester Athletic Club, drive to North Shout out Hill. Rochester Athletic Club. Unbelievable place. <laughs> I love it. going to be sad that I'm moving on. I think I'm going Lifetime, Lakeville now, uh, but still up in the air. You can't go wrong with Lifetime. Yep. Honestly, and Lakeville's, what, 20 minutes from Northfield? So I just rented a place in Lakeville. Oh, you so did? now I'm living in Lakeville. Oh, so you're, you were with your, uh, was your was sister just living in my sister's, right? yep. I was cramping her style, yeah, making fair it uncomfortable <laughs> for her. I was like, okay, you've been working <laughs> full-time. You bought your own house. Yeah. Why am I taking over your right, basement right, right. right now? So, so you're I in got Lakeville. a place, Lakeville, leased a place. Wow. Awesome. Because, again, grad school in St. Paul, a lot of friends in the city. Sure. So even for summer, weekend, hanging out with people, 20 minutes to the Twin Cities, 20 minutes to my office. So Boom. it's a great spot. So I'm thinking life now. I'm just... Can't go wrong with lifetime. So back to the planning question. Yes. As we talk for five minutes after the question is asked. No, this is exactly question. what I wanted. Believe uh, it or yes. not. Planning question. Yes. Jan 9 to Feb 1, I overplanned in the uh-huh. sense of here's my schedule. Here's what it's going to be. Expect that. That's what I had in. The number one thing, I don't think if people that know me know that I'm not an over planner, I usually go with the flow and I was like, I need to change this because I need to be locked in. Yep. College coaching. I'm managing all these guys. Sure. You still have to plan and do some of the stuff, scheduling and all that. Right. But now my biggest realization is like, no, I have to go back to kind of what got me here and it's go with the flow because there's uh. so much stuff that comes up from a week to week, from a day to day standpoint that you just cannot expect. Day three of practice, we have three full drop-down cages in our recreation center. Mm-hmm. Well, day three of practice, when we have live at-bats scheduled in all three cages the next day, well, the pulley system in the third cage broke. So the whole cage came crashing down, so we're short a full-length cage for a week and a half. Well, I had all these at-bats <laughs> scheduled for two hours a day in this cage, uh, and now it's broken. Yeah. So then it's just, okay, adjust on the fly. We'll get some med balls. We'll do some live stand-ins outside the cage. Yep. We'll get better. We will find a way to get better plenty of ways to do that i don't even need any space i don't need any big gym area and i feel like i can get some guys better different ways to do that but that's kind of the biggest realization mm-hmm. of like you have to plan you have to schedule the stuff that needs to get planned and scheduled but then it's more so like <clears throat> being on un- being unflappable having an open mind and like not letting random stuff that comes up really deter from the end goal and that's life that is you life. know what i mean and, and that's that life you know uh just to hear baseball in a gym nothing worse you know that correct College baseball in a gym. I remember St. Mary's. Were, like we were crammed in because half the field house was being used by like intramurals or something. And then the the one guy who's thrown too hard and bang off of the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. We've all had that. It's like oh, where's yep. the shotgun? Yeah. So baseball in a gym that's tough. And Minnesota, it's so different as a coach. I don't know. That's tough, man. I'm sorry. And, and if people, you know, this isn't a visual. I'm pointing outside. Yep. Whatever that white stuff 20 is. 20 inches of snow in the bank outside <sighs> here. Yep. But sounds like you guys have some trips planned, which yep. is going to happen every year. You know, as you're talking about all this stuff, it's honestly, 
if someone just followed any D3 coach, that would be so interesting to think of. <laughs> you don't have a traveling secretary. You don't have, I mean, I don't know, like if Brian Price even wanted to, could he recruiting? Is that against the no. Is it, okay. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, you know, that stuff, I don't know, you know, the nuances of D3 athletics, but mm-hmm. do you know if, okay, if this program over here wanted to hire a full-time assistant baseball coach, yep. could they do that? And could then they go on the road, or is yeah, it like a cap so to what you can staff? It's the same thing of you can have the two paid assistants. Okay, most D just in general, I'd say ninety percent plus just doesn't have the athletic funding the, right. to have yep. all these full time paid salaried assistants. Yeah, so, they're not St. Thomas, right? correct? The former, and, and it's the same thing. Even at like the Division two level, we had one full time paid assistant pitching coach, and then two of our other guys were twins visiting clubhouse managers yeah. that they do in the summer yep. and then they'd come to three practices a week like they can so that's my coaching staff as well yep. they're all full-time workers that's why it makes me even more appreciative of them of my full-time job is coaching baseball so yep. i can never <laughs> complain they have a day job these guys have a full-on <laughs> yeah. day job working eight nine like nate is grinding at federated for eight nine hours a day maholic works for a football tech company side note they're getting into baseball play calling watches there's potential. They have some teams, okay. Western Carolina, some teams. Basically, watch where you can signal. You can one-way signal in all of college baseball. So uh-huh. instead of like me having to come up with the sign system to the catcher, yep. I can press a button on an iPad, and it can tell him what pitch, what location exactly on his watch. Al, I love all that stuff, but there yep. was nothing better that made me feel cooler <laughs> when everyone was looking at me. Oh, no, I'm the same. You know, belts, I was first and oh. thirds, everybody. And, yep, and, and the guys are looking at me like, Coach. <laughs> And they call me Wiesenbroder. Dude, I what? agree. But you know technology, of, you never know if the Bluetooth Ye- yep. goes junk. So I have my backup signs. Good. Don't get, don't get me wrong. So at, I have the backup signs ready. You're going to go home tonight and get in front of a mirror. Make sure you've got the right belt slide indicator. Is You've got to have a, a indicator, a secondary yes. indicator. Right. Yep. Good. Yep. Good to hear that. Uh, no, but seriously, just even the stuff we've talked about already, how baseball is just changing and evolving, and, and we could go off on that, but I'm just mm-hmm. honestly so intrigued by just everything that you've had to do. Like your story is just <laughs> insane. Like I could not ask for, you know, just to dive in. I could be like, Hey, what happened to your on practice last Tuesday? And you'd be mm-hmm. like, well, this happened, <laughs> but I want to get to the guys, right? Yeah. What do you, I mean, they see the snow. How are you dealing with it? And yep. then how are they dealing with, I promise guys, we will be out there Someday. Someday. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, and, and you know? that's what it is. And that was the thing I was a little worried about. It's like, we don't have Minnesota kids. We have half Cali kids. <laughs> right. What that's are even... these kids going to think about it? Oh. Why, again, why I've been so lucky is because these kids are – I thought I was pretty unflappable. Uh-huh. These kids are tenfold where yeah. I'm at because, think back, they didn't have a coach all first semester. So it's like wow. I showed yeah. up. Mike Ludwig came about. He was did a good job for the eight or ten practices he could go yep. to. The four or five that I made it to, I tried my best. But then it's like, not only do they not have a coach at practice, then it's like, okay, fall ball's over October 15th. I want to get ready to play in the spring. We have a Mm -hmm. spring break schedule. It's like, I don't even have anyone to talk to. No one. So they went through that for multiple months. And like, even through my interview process, like, that was kind of my main point of like, these guys need a sense of routine, a sense of kind of some normalcy because you add on top of that, all of these sophomore freshman kids, their high school years, they lost a year of high school from the COVID the and year before. Off. And then obviously yep. the seniors or juniors that were here, everyone kind of happened COVID. But like some of these kids are it's their second or third year on the team and they don't really know what kind of the college baseball setup is. Like. Right. So that was kind of the interesting. But it's my job mm-hmm. to make these 39 kids have the best experience possible. And that's what I remind myself every day. It's like, yeah, do I want to win every single game? Of course. But at the end of the day, I want these 39 kids to be as happy as possible, and I want them to look back and say, yeah, my four years at Carleton, especially the fact that i got to be a student athlete, the fact that i got to be on the baseball team and play and contribute, was amazing in the best four years of my life. Yep. Because if they're not having fun, honestly, you're not going to win games anyway. No, so exactly. if you don't take care of the first thing, hey. like everything else can kind of fall apart. So that's been my primary focus. And we talked about the weather. We talked mm-hmm. about things you can't control. It's so easy for me as a coach to show up and say, guys, we can't control the weather. Or every day it's, hey, I remind them, we're in the gym, we're going to be in the yep. gym. 
don't have to remind them that they're smarter than me. <laughs> what I do, what I all thirty nine, all thirty nine, Carlton, remember smarter that. Than me. I, yeah. I tell everybody this. It's like I'm smarter than them in one subject, and it's baseball, and I'm completely okay with it fit, being though. that way. Because I'm getting it. Like I said, <laughs> the last month, I feel like I've learned more than the past year. It's because these senior captains, when they come to my office and I talk about their senior thesis papers uh-huh. or their financial internship they had two summers ago, or all, <laughs> You're this, like, yeah, like, for sure. I, oh, exactly. My gosh, <laughs> yes. they're, they're what are they? I always used to say this term. They're like I used to say eighteen going on thirty five. They're 20 going on 40, right? Exactly. And there's a truth to Carlton athletes. Like my sister played at St. Mary's basketball, women's yep. basketball. Shout out, all-time leading rebounder at St. Mary's. Nice. So that's a story that she's yes. six foot, blonde hair, and tall, yep. right? I was going to say, not me. she's not me. tall if she's leading rebounder of Le- all time. So she was, I'm adopted and she's not. So it's, <laughs> so that's the simple story there. <laughs> yeah. But um, we would go there and... You know, she can look back at all the years I was able to go watch her play, and it was just a whole different atmosphere. And it's mm-hmm. just like me coming from a Mayak school. I remember going to Carleton. There's a certain type of people that I, I just love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it was like it's so like the, the Mayak is is legit. And you and I have talked about that. Yep. I, I think it's interesting in, in the fact that at some point, I mean, I don't know. It's, it goes back to kind of overplanning. It's like, gosh. I sure hope I don't want to keep talking about weather with you, but yep. let's just I have p- a final p- point for weather for after you're done here. Yes. Yeah. I want to pivot to like where you're going to be like talk about the warm weather. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, where we're going to be yeah. plays into the weather. Go. U.S. Bank Stadium, March 7th season opener. I'm going to write that down. Yes. Tuesday. Who do you guys play? We play Lawrence University. Out of Illinois? Yep. Okay. They're good. Yeah. Um, But that's that's good. So we were supposed to play St. Scholastica at U.S. Bank. So when I took the job. One of the uh-huh. thing, one of the hundred things on the list <laughs> that my AD slapped on my table was, I made this non-conference schedule for you, but now you need to double-check, call in with every single coach and double-check that we're good to sure. go. And you probably assumed, yeah, right? Yeah, we're good to go. <laughs> and we were good to go. Yeah, I'm calling right. Crown's coach, Coach Rep King. I'm calling Martin Luther's coach. I'm calling whoever else is on our non-conference schedule. It's only a handful of games. The last team is St. <laughs> Scholastica at U.S. Bank. St. Scholastica's old coach had told our AD, like, hey, we've been doing this for three, four years. Let me schedule it. You guys are good. You don't have a coach right now. You're good. Mm-hmm. I call his number. I finally call again. Two more emails. Doesn't go through. So I go on their website. The three emails on their website that were all CS, oh, the, Concord, or yep. the St. Scholastica email, school emails, just, oh, unsend. This is not an email account anymore. So finally, oh, I get connected with the provost of the school. I'm like, hey, we're supposed to play you guys at U.S. Bank. Can you I have a baseball coach forward here. me a baseball coach <laughs> yeah. number? And she's like, oh, we actually do not have one right now. So it was good. Will Peterson was her coach, and he took a job okay. in minor league baseball. Mm-hmm. But then for me, I was like, so what about U.S. Bank? She's like, ah, that's not in our plans or budget or anything. So now I'm, uh-huh. whatever it was, January 15th, we had it in our budget and our plans to play at U.S. Bank, but now you don't we don't have, have anybody to play. So then sure. I, I yep. do some more research, and I don't know what's going on in April there, if there's some college tournament or something, but there's only like 10 March dates for baseball this year at U.S. Bank, and there's normally a couple more. So now I'm even more limited, so I've called uh-huh. probably 20 different schools of like, hey – U.S. Bank, you want to play? Can't. Sorry, yeah. but whatever, whatever. Yep. Finally, I'm talking to Matt McDonald, St. Olaf coach, and he was just like, ah, we were going to play, and they were going to play Lawrence. Mm-hmm. So then I called Lawrence's coach, and I knew that. I talked to him like a week before, and I was like, oh, okay, I don't know what that was about. And then Lawrence coach is like, hey, St. Olaf just backed out on us because their spring, their school spring break got moved. So like oh. they were going to have like a couple kids that had to miss this, so they backed out of U.S. Bank, and I was like, oh, we're in there. So – Got lucky, but uh-huh. that's what that goes back to the point of like, mm-hmm. I can say control what you can control, but then if I don't live that lifestyle, the players don't care and they're not going to yep. listen. So it's like, hey, I can talk about the weather all the time, but what are some solutions you're going to have to make this better than showing up to the rec center for 90 minutes? I hear every what you night? say, but I trust what you do. Correct. Right? Yes. And it's all, well, let's go play a U.S. Bank doubleheader, right? We know that'll be warm inside. We know yeah, we can nice play there. Yeah, nice 72. I don't hate the Vikings. I don't hate <laughs> football, so I'll yeah. check out U.S. Yeah. Bank Stadium. Yeah. Only went to three games this fall, so uh-huh. 
that's why it's like some of that stuff. And then just uh-huh. knowing the the spring trip is huge. So it's like we've got three full JV games and six varsity games scheduled. Okay. Probably overscheduled a little bit with our pitching, but <laughs> I know we need reps, reps, reps. And if we're going to be down in Arizona in take 70 advantage. degrees, we're going to take advantage. Are so, you guys in Phoenix or like Tucson? Oh, uh, we're flying into Phoenix and then playing in Tucson. Sweet. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So, it, no, it's cool of Tuesday night. Uh huh. Arizona, and this is kind of just me. The one thing that I can bring to the table because I played five years of college baseball is make this a really cool experience for the sure. for the guys. So I'm all right. Well, if I'm going on a week spring break trip, what what does Alec want to do when I'm in college? And I'm pretty simple overall. It's like I want good, tasty food areas yes. around the area. So there's. Yep. Unlimited food. There's a Trader Joe's and a Target right across mm-hmm. the street from the hotel, but then there's a Chick-fil-A, an authentic Mexican place, uh, Asian hibachi, buffet, anything you can want around the hotel. Keep it simple. <laughs> Why not? It's all in the details, man. Tuesday, Seriously. I mean, that's that's where it's at. Yeah. It's like, okay, my job is to make this as cool experience for 39, for 39 yeah. 19 to 21-year-old kids. Well, I just lived this lifestyle for the past five years. So yeah. what did I like? What did I not like? Hey, Mike, you played at Illinois. What did you like? What did you not like? So we have two games on Tuesday morning, one JV, one varsity. So it's nice that no one will play in both games. Mm-hmm. And then that night, Tuesday night, get back to the hotel. And then we have a bus lined up to go watch University of Arizona play. They have a nice little stadium there. Northern, yeah. It's not yeah. too bad. I think so, Denny Hawkins, the, uh, he was a former Minnesota Twin, I think is the coach. Yes. And yep. they have a good program there, too. They're very good. Well, what's cool is, I can't remember, it's Central Utah or Northern Utah, a midweek game. And I was like, hey, Tuesday night, mm-hmm. we're going to this game. Wednesday, we're off. So it's like, yep, we're going to this game. Wear your Carlton hat so people yep. ask, what's that? But, Fun stuff like yeah. that and cool stuff like that of like, okay, we know how limited we are. We know how yep. lack of fun we can have because this is what we got inside in the winter with the snow. So when we do get these cool opportunities, let's make the absolute most out of it. It's been my goal the last month of planning. It's well, Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where if you're not around it all the time, it's, you can appreciate it that much more, right? Yep. I mean, yep. I got back from Arizona a month ago and my in-laws kept apologizing. It was only 68 degrees. I'm like... You're all right. This is good. This is amazing. This is for me this right is all right. Now. And yep. it was kind of weird because the day before we got there, it was 79. Yeah, got there four days and p- topped out at 68. Yeah, they don't okay. want you to get sunburnt. Exactly. <laughs> but then obviously the day we got back, it was back to 77. Yeah. But I digress. <laughs> Honestly, when it comes to looking back at these college athletes, they will remember. Like, you remember that time when we were freshmen and we went and watched Upper Utah versus Arizona? How fun mm-hmm. was that? I mean, you know, I know. I remember bus trips. I remember a few plays I made. I mean, because I didn't have yes, many. Yep. But I remember you my remember fr- your close friends on the team. John Wilma, Matt O'Brien. I could just yeah, go, go, go. I mean, I mean come you, on. you, yep. you could name names, and you know, your names mean a lot more to people listening to this. But I could probably name my whole lineup. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of crazy to think senior group of my group was just me and a, a kid named John Wilma, best friend of mine. He was co-cap, yep. but we weren't. A baseball group like I always had to play up because we just didn't have enough guys yep, right yep. and then the junior group when I was a senior mm-hmm. studs they were I mean they had guys going DMAC they had guys playing all over the country right we yep. had two lefties that were thrown and this is class A I think Cotter yes, yep. or double A yep. we had two lefties thrown in the mid 80s we yep. had a kid named okay Matt O'Brien was our ace right. he's now yep. the head coach at Minnesota Morris so you'll get to know him. Yes. You will because yes, he's D3. 100%, yeah. Name yep. drop all you want. Yep. He doesn't know me as OPP John, actually. <laughs> yeah. He was before all that. Yeah. But uh, we called him OB. But anyways, he went Nyack, then went on a state. Got it. But those guys just had so much talent. And the whole year we're up and we're down. And we played La Crescent, first or second game of the playoffs. Yep. And we lost. And we sat there. Jamie Olson was my coach. He's like, guys, this is it. John and John and Joe and the seniors, this is it for them. How are you going to handle it? Let's let you do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking I have a grad party scheduled on the day of the section title game. So I think yep. you probably know where this is going. Yep. I'm like, man, we had so much potential, but we just dinked around. And I took responsibility as a captain. There was stuff that happened. Yep. Nothing like big, but it was just yes. like, yeah, you just feel whatever. So first game against Kingsland, I think, Yep. 18 to 3. Next game, the next couple games were in St. Charles. Win, 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 win. Got to go to Mayfield and played 
lured in the section yeah. title game, and they yep. beat us regular season fifteen to one. Yeah, so and we lost two to one. And so, you know, I missed my grad party because of it. <laughs> yeah, but being a part of that. I didn't care about my grad party. That was the best time I've ever had because something clicked. And then the next year, those guys were seniors and they were number one in the state all mm-hmm. you know, all year. But there was just, they missed that edge and they didn't even get to state. They didn't make yeah. it as far. That is what baseball and sports in general can do because you're talking about taking these kids to a game. That's what they will remember. And I just, mm-hmm. like, because I don't see my high school buddies because I'm a lot older than you. Matt O'Brien or any of those guys walked in the room right now, we would yep. pick up right where we left off 15 years ago. Yep. One of my best friend from high school came to my wedding. We hadn't talked for two years. I literally feel like we picked up our sentence, and then he left, and I don't know when I'll see him again, but it was baseball that brought us together. And right there, I think, is just about a good spot to wrap up the premiere episode of, once again, a currently unnamed podcast. But if this is where we're going to start, I can't wait to see where this thing is going to go. Alec was a great guest. So great, in fact, that the conversation I had with him is going to be broken into two episodes. You just listened to episode number one. Here is a little bit of what you are going to find in the second episode coming soon. My first ever Alec Holcomb thing was practice at Casson Manorville High School. You were a sophomore. You were in a running line or something and didn't matter. I remember complaining to my roommates as we were getting on because we had a morning flight to Hawaii and it was oh. seven and a half hours. Sorry, I'm really sorry to hear that. I, I mean, that's tough. And I didn't think about it. I was like, like what God. am I doing, man? I'm like, oh, this is such a long flight. Like, oh, oh it's Hawaii, but like, why are we leaving so early? Why can't we go? <laughs> why can we leave? And I'm like, oh. Because you're a college kid. That's I'm a college kid yeah. and I had truthfully been handed a lot of things that whatever, deserved, yep. didn't deserve, but I'd been handed them. I'm like, TC, man, this hurts. Yes. This is the worst jam finger I've had in my life. He's like, well, let's just tape it up. Yes. Tape the middle two up. So that's what I did. It hurt so bad. I just taped it up during school, during practice for like four weeks. I just had permanent tape. 